0: We're visiting today with a friend of the program, former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Mayor. How are you?
0: Well, I'm doing well. Quite the news overnight that uh, former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate has been raided. I saw your Twitter account. Uh, you tweeted out that uh, you had some memories of your own home being raided, and uh, you had some commentary on that. So with this news uh, Today, and as someone who was uh, had your sentence commuted by Donald Trump, uh, what are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are our founding fathers are rolling over in their graves. This is not anything they imagined or envisioned. Uh, when they put our government together, they set up a system of sex- checks and balances, knowing that uh, there was the tendency of power when it's concentrated to be abused and corrupted. But they didn't anticipate that within the executive branch there would be a an organization, the Department of Justice, that would come out of it scare everybody, have uncontrolled power, unlimited resources, and be turned into a political weapon. And what they're doing to President Trump, the raid at Mar-a-Lago was very much like what they did to me back on the 9th of December 2008 when they arrested me at six o'clock in the morning. For politics, not for crimes. This is a criminal attack on our democracy. The weaponization by prosecutors who are involving themselves in politics, going after political figures who they can't beat in elections. And there's no doubt in my mind that this was, this was uh, this DOJ raid on President Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago was approved by President Biden. It's never happened before that a president, former president's home has been raided by the FBI. I, I shouldn't laugh because this is very. It's more than dangerous. We've already arrived at a place where uh, the United States and our democracy is more Soviet-style than it is what it's supposed to be. It's more banana republic than the American Republic. And uh, it's a political hit, and it was approved by President Biden, one president uh, approving the raid of a former president because the current president is afraid that the former president is going to run against him and beat him.
0: I think it's interesting that they're talking about President Trump having taken documents from the White House, and, of course, they're citing some obscure uh, line in the law where, you know, they saying that this was justified but it's not as if donald trump had taken the nuclear codes and were xerox copying them and selling them at the gift shop at the uh trump hotels i mean um this was something that surely you know in many other circumstances would have just been something negotiated amongst attorneys
1: absolutely look there's you know i got as high as governor and you know I can tell you, Mayor, I mean, looking back on that, I wonder what I was thinking. Why would I want to be in a place like that considering how it all ended? But, you know, the presidents are in a league of their own. And, you know, President Obama, President Bush, uh, President Trump, President Biden, President Clinton, you know, these are presidents, one serving the others, previous presidents. They're all living and they should be treated a little bit differently when it comes to things like this than let's say the rest of us. But, and what I mean by that is, what you're talking about, if in fact it, this is what is being reported, that it's about some sort of records or something, classified information that President Trump may have, it seems to me that it's one of those things where a, former, a president calls a former president. the president's a president, or his guy calls the other guy's guy. Uh, you don't send the FBI in to raid. This was a political hit that was designed to be that. They bring shock and awe to create a super-sensational environment and to create a presumption of guilt against the victim of the raid or the arrest. I've lived this and I know. And the stakes are high. And it's clear that the that the Democratic uh, administration, the Biden administration, um, has really politicized and weaponized the Justice Department. They've continued to do uh and build on the weaponization that's been going on now for 20 years and it's a dangerous thing they hijacked the governor from illinois because i didn't break a law across the line or take a penny There were routine political conversations started ironically by barack obama who reached out to me to make a political deal on the senate seat then i end up going to prison he goes to the white house i'm taken out of prison because president trump saw the injustice of it and now they're doing to him what they did to me. They're doing to a Republican president at the major league level, what they successfully were able to do at the AAA level to a Democrat governor. And this is not a Democrat issue or a Republican issue. This is an American issue. It's about we the people and our right to choose our own leaders in free, fair, and honest elections and not have our choices taken from us by these uncontrolled federal criminal prosecutors with unlimited resources who were elected by nobody. And they go in there and they undo the will of the people on political things, not on any criminal things.
0: Former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich is with us today. I noticed just uh, the other day that you had went on a a seven-and-a-half-mile run, and you tweeted out that uh, you hadn't sweated that much since the day that you were uh, sentenced. And it seems like you've had several tweets recently where you are able to inject a certain amount of levity into— Uh, what happened in your life today presently. Um, Obviously, when I hear you answer that last question, you're still very impassioned about your defense. Do you feel like you have healed it all from what happened over the last seven years?
1: Well, it was a lot longer than that. It was almost eight years in prison. I can can tell you exactly 2,896 days. So that might be an indication, Mayor, that I haven't healed, but I think in, some, in most respects I probably have. You know, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 50 where Joseph tells his brothers who sold him into slavery, and then he went to prison for something he didn't do. Their father had died, and the brothers were afraid that Joseph, their little brother, would come out of that terrible wilderness and valley he was in and became a very prominent person in Egypt. Next to the prime, he was basically the prime minister, the governor of Egypt. He had all this power. The brothers were fearful that his, their little brother was going to exact vengeance on them for how they destroyed his life. But instead, he said to them, "What you meant for evil, God meant for good." So I, I have my faith sustains me, and did in prison, and even during the during the storm that my family and I had to go through. It's a very terrible thing to be lied about like they did. You know, they couldn't convict me at a first trial, so they tried me a second time. Then they used an unlawful standard. They still won't play tapes that show that the FBI lied. They lied about evidence, they covered up evidence, exculpatory evidence, they lied to the jury. They cover up those tapes, it's maddening. And, um, and so in some respects you say, have I healed? I feel like I've pushed away the anger. I feel real, no, not a lot of bitterness. I, I keep working at making sure I don't do that, but I feel like there's a purpose and a plan that God has for all of us, and I've tried to make sense of what's happened, and I feel perhaps it could be that, you know, what was done to me and what they're doing to President Trump, again, I'm a Democrat, he's a Republican, but this, again, is an American issue, not a partisan political issue. It should never be that, though the politicians are making it that. But perhaps maybe... You know, part of what my purpose might be is to be a voice out there, maybe play a role in some respects to to maybe highlight this, shine a light on it, and maybe perhaps even correct it. All things are possible with God. I know that was a miracle that brought me home. And I can't help but see the parallels that the guy who saved me, Trump, is now the guy who's getting it from the very same people who did it to me. Some of the very same people who did it to me have their hands in this one as well.
0: Well, the American people are generally pretty forgiving folks over a matter of time, and I hate to ask such a cliche question, but I know it's on people's minds because whether they see you meeting with uh, Cory Brooks or whomever and the various things that you're doing, I mean, I know your wife would kill you, but there's really no political comeback for you, Right
1: well never say never mayor but my wife's probably not going to listen to your radio show because she's up here in chicago (laughs) so i can get away with saying it (laughs) down in southern illinois i have no plans now i don't want to it's an ugly business but i'm not going to rule it out completely it's strange you know i feel real bad for president trump i feel terrible that he's being besieged the way he is because i know what that's like they did it to me it's a bad way to have to live so as a Person who's grateful to President Trump for doing what he did for me, and I know him a little bit. You know, I have warm feelings for him, and so my heart is broken, and it was broken, or is aching to some extent when I think about what they're doing to him. And yesterday was another example of it. But my heart breaks even more for my country. This is bad for America. This is not how we're supposed to conduct our politics. We're not the Soviet Union. We're not Nazi Germany. We're not Venezuela, or uh, you know, Cuba, or banana republics that you know, do what they do to remove leaders. We, we have a process in place that has been time honored and it's the strength of our country and it's now being torn down by these corrupt, lying DOJ people, some FBI, some prosecutors. Not, I like to think some, not all, who become political weapons and the politicians are using them and they're using their offices for political reasons, the Comeys and the Fitzgeralds and, uh, and people like that. And they're destroying our country, and they're the ones who should be thrown in prison because it's criminal what they're doing. So maybe my role is to play some kind of a role, to be a voice, because I have this hard experience that really no one else has ever had. No one's had the experience I've had being the governor of Illinois and then not only being sent to prison for no crimes – I never took a penny. No one even says that. But to be sent to prison for 14 years because I fought back, because I wouldn't give in, because I wouldn't lie, because I – uh, stood up for my responsibility to protect the constitution and the rule of law because I twice swore an oath on the holy bible to serve in, and protect the constitution and they cover up evidence and they rig the system and then they get, they give me 14 years and I'm put in a higher security prison where no governor's ever been I'm in there with murderers and Crips and Bloods and Sureños and Norteños and white Aryan nation Nazi racists white guys I'm spending my first 32 months in a prison like that in a little six-foot by eight-foot prison cell. There's a reason why you know, that happened. I have to believe. I think it's a higher purpose. And I really feel, Mayor, as strange as this might sound, in spite of all of it and the hardship and the difficulty, I still think something good's going to come out of it. And I feel, I feel frankly better than ever. And uh, again, I see what they're doing to President Trump, and it makes me sick as an American – Who loves my country in spite of what happened to me? It wasn't my country that did this. It wasn't the ideals of the United States that did what they did to me. It was some bad, corrupt people, cancers in the political system, some prosecutors who are evil people who did it. And I think all of us as Americans have a responsibility to stand up against that and do the best we can to make that better. And now they saw that they can do it to a governor. They're trying to do it to a former president because they're afraid that he's going to run again and that he's going to win. That's exactly what's motivating this, and there's no way this raid yesterday was not approved by Biden. They don't do this to a former president without the approval of the current president.
0: Former Illinois Governor Ron Blagojevich with us today. As you talk about all this that you've been through over the last decade or so, I have to wonder, you still live at uh, your home in Ravenswood, correct? Yes. And so how are you making a living at this point? I mean— Uh, Have you been able to recover in that way?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question, Mayor. So for those eight years that I was gone, I was making $5.25 a month. So I do cameos among the several things I do to earn a living. I do cameos, and every time I do one cameo, I'm I'm earning in five to ten minutes of the cameo that I do more money than I earned in a single year in prison Um, because I I was making something like $62 a year in prison. Uh, and I charged a hundred dollars for cameo, So I'm doing a lot better now than I was for those eight years. <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh, well, you know, I have a lot of catching up to do. I have two daughters, my older daughter's, uh, getting serious with the boyfriend that she's with. You know, I keep asking myself, what if they take the next step and, and they decide to get married? am I in a position to be able to afford to pay for my daughter's wedding? Something that means a lot to me. I want to be able to do that. Um, so I, I'm I'm working. I, I work as a consultant for a, a logistics company. I do some old, other consulting work with other clients. Sometimes I get hired to give a speech, and I get paid to do that. In the old days, I gave speeches for nothing. Uh, and so it's kind of nice to actually get paid for where you actually get to keep the money for yourself so long as you pay the taxes. Um, so to answer your question, um, look, I'm very lucky in so many ways because as former inmates go, my ability to earn a living is far better than most of the colleagues I left behind, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making my way, yeah. And I, I'm very ambitious to try to really make up for lost time and to do better. <clears throat> but and I think it's the American way as well. <clears throat> There's an old Irish proverb, Mayor, that says, "Even God can't make two mountains without a valley in between." So I'm, I'm out of the valley. I'm scratching, clawing, and, and climbing, climbing back up the mountain. Not necessarily a political mountain. But a mountain where hopefully I'll I'll, uh, be successful in building a better life for my daughters and for my wife. I would like it one day so that I could, frankly, earn so much of a good living that my wife never has to work again. Because Patty, you know, was heroic in how she kept us in our home while I was gone all those years, raising our two little girls by herself, building her own small woman-owned business by herself. And she worked so hard and has worked so hard. And I would like it. So that I could be in a position where she doesn't have to work anymore can actually enjoy her life and do things that she hasn't had a chance to do for so long.
0: Former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich with us today, reacting to the raid of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And, of course, as usual, giving us a few insights into what his day-to-day is like. Uh, seven and a half miles. I have to come back to that as we close this. Um, what are? How old are you today?
1: Sixty-five.
0: You're sixty-five, and is seven and a half miles at this point about your uh, top end of, of of what you can can run?
1: Oh no, no, I could I could run a lot further. Last summer, you know, Hulu did a documentary on me, and I, they filmed me running, and I saw that. And I saw how slow I was going. It looked like I was, you know, it was really hurting, and it and it was. But that was an eighteen mile run, and uh, they failed to mention that, which was little disappointing because the whole point was I was going to run the real distance and the idea of that run was to sort of serve as a metaphor for the journey I was on in that wilderness for eight years in that deep dark valley I was in prison and look I have an eight-year investment in physical fitness because that was one thing I was able to do a lot of in prison it's I think one of the ways that you can constructively do the time that you're compelled to do and I was fortunate and blessed that my health was good and you know, the facilities there allowed you to go out and exercise, work out, and run. Now, you got to run in circles because they don't let you go too far. And so, you know, you're running around. But I, would, I, would, I would do that all the time during those years. And so that seven-and-a-half-mile run um, that I did the other day was uh, – it's, it's the normal route that I do. And I run it maybe four or five times a week, four times a week in the summertime – four or five times a week in the summertime. It's a little tougher in the winter to run as frequently, just because you it gets cold out there. And then you say to yourself, "I don't know, how to run tomorrow." Right. But um, no, I think I, all things considered, I think I'm pretty fit. But then again, I had all that time to do that, right? Although when I was governor, I ran a lot. I ran the River, river Race when I was governor. I'm the only governor in all of our history to do that. And I challenged the current governor to try to do that. I guarantee <laughs> you, my my time will be a lot faster than his.
0: I, I would I would think so for obvious. Uh, <laughs> reasons so all right uh governor well we appreciate your time and we hope you have a, a great day
1: thanks mayor nice talking to you all the best with those twins